0: Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of the project hourglass podcast and welcome to the video podcast if you happen to be watching in as well as you know these podcasts are an opportunity for me to catch you up to what's happening with my life but also here to educate too so if you have been finding these podcasts super useful help me grow the channel on YouTube so subscribe like comment and share And if you are liking it on the audio format, please make sure you click the follow button on Apple Podcasts. This way you get notifications when things come out. So now let's get into the real things of what's been happening with my life. So it is now the 24th of September. So I've been coming back from our holidays probably about two weeks ago now, starting to settle back in and a lot of the rhythm has been kind of lost. So getting to the rhythm of food prepping, going back to work in the early morning. So I wake up about 3.45, getting back into the groove of being in the office, but I actually really enjoy it. And it gives me perspective and something that I kind of wanted to share with a lot of people may not be health and fitness based, but as much as I love holidays and I don't want to seem ungrateful because I get to go on holidays, but being able to come home has been such a lovely feeling because I am in my own space. I can flow into my work and I don't feel like I have to be escaping my reality, so to speak. But once again, I don't wanna come, come across as ungrateful that I am able to go on holidays and my wife and I have finally been able to come home. So this is the office room as you can see if you're on the video podcasts. I probably should have tidied it up, but it's too late now because we're committed to today's session. So as always, I'll give you a bit of a life update So training-wise, I've been getting back into the rhythm. Uh, In terms of the actual challenge that we've got going on, if you haven't been following me on Instagram as well as the podcasts, we kickstart our 14-day challenge tomorrow, as you listen to this, or the 25th of September. And it was so crazy to see so many people raise their hands and apply. And of course, it was actually super difficult because I had somewhere up to 40 applicants, people bringing in friends to do the challenge as well, and I had to select 20 people. And of those 20 people, I interviewed them and I accepted X amount. So for people to be actually raising their hands up and ladies, should I say, raising their hands up to be part of this has honestly made me so grateful what I've been able to do. And I'm just super happy about this. So if you're listening to this and you weren't accepted but you applied for the 14 day challenge, please know that I don't want you to feel discouraged. It just means that the next time that I release this, please make sure you put really good answers into your application form, because I've had so many people open up about how they were previously doing diets or previously on a fitness journey. And they just reached out to me because they had such large goals as opposed to just being fit or why didn't they be able to do it because they were lazy. They really got into the deep end of why they want to be part of this program and why they wanted life-changing results. And that's what I commit to every single person because. I want to let you know that in this 14 day challenge, I'm not slacking. I am making sure every single person gets a program. Every single person gets followed up. Every single person will get a customized nutrition plan. Every single person gets a proper induction and every single person knows exactly what they need to do. So already from just before starting, 20 people being inducted means that I have 20 hours of work and I'm still following up on these people throughout the next two weeks for the 14 day challenge. It is just an opportunity to show people that online coaches are probably better than your face-to-face coach. And I'm talking from my perspective as a person who was a face-to-face coach and I wanna show what people can do when they have someone actually barracking for them, supporting them more than they could ever imagine. You'll probably see me wearing this shirt as well. So this is a big walks for little kids foundation shirt So in my local area, we have what we call Camp Quality, where they really provide a service for the kids who are going through a rough time health-wise. So this could be cancer and everything. So I had to pledge how many kilometers I'm going to walk for the month of September, and I pledged for 150, and I wanted to raise as much funds as possible. So if you're watching this or you're listening to this, I'm gonna put the links in the description Please donate any amount that you think is necessary or you think is possible for such a great pause. I wanna make sure that I can raise as much as I can for something that also provided me with fun because I was able to walk with my wife and have a little bit of a competition, but also I wanna be able to raise funds for a cause like this. So that's why I'm wearing this shirt for today's video podcast. Anyway, let's get into today's topic uh, with me learning so much about the people who have always wanted to be part of this 14 day challenge. It made me realize how much of an opportunity it is to work with ladies like this. And then it made me think about how far I've come as a coach for the last 12 years, where I've had to go through some rough patches and it made me wonder, I have such a lovely bunch of ladies in this 14 day challenge, plus the ones that I'm also coaching to. Let's not forget the ones who have actually been with me, the OGs. But unfortunately, there are a few bad eggs that have kind of traumatized me that almost made me quit this industry and I really want to talk about this because there's some characteristic traits that maybe even you don't know but this is going to be a podcast and I don't want it to be negative we are gonna have some fun with it too but about the worst clients I've ever trained and also their traits that they always do because it's not like I haven't been able to scout them out they've come find me and I do try and make sure I press them through and really try and make them isolate that we are working together. But there's just some self-sabotaging traits that I haven't been able to break through. And honestly, you can only lead someone to the resources. You can only lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. You can only do so much. You can't make someone be willing to make changes for themselves. And it really kind of breaks me down as a coach. It's so hard to see as a coach when you see so much potential in a person and they're just full of self-limiting beliefs. You try and help them out, you guide them to the right places, but they're just not trusting it or they really are self-sabotaging. So today we're just gonna have a bit of fun with it. Um, I'm gonna call this person Mary, all right? And I don't wanna be disrespectful to any Marys out there, but just don't be a Mary, because this can be a lot harder than you think to listen to. So here are some traits of the worst things, or here are some traits of the worst clients I've ever trained over the years. The first one is definitely making sure they don't actually keep becoming the same person that they are. They don't realize this, but every single time they say the line, I'm not that type of person, they don't realize that they aren't able to disconnect with the person they are right now to become the person they want to be. So let me give you some examples here. So when I get someone who's like, I want to be able to tone up, lean up and get stronger, and we take them into the area to do some weights and teach them, might I add as well. They just go, oh, that's not me though. I just want to do bodyweight exercises. Now, without getting to the physiological benefits of why we're doing this, they've already started to disassociate themselves with what they want to become and they have a disillusion of what they want, what they need to do. And once we start to educate them through this, like, no, no, that's not right. So then they always become what you call stubborn of changes of what they need to be. So they keep mentioning what they want to become, but they're not willing to actually do what they need to do. Let me give you another example of this. When we do check-ins every single Friday, I do this in my inductions, and I have done this for the 14-day challenge, and every single person who comes across, you know who the serious ones are when we mention about time and respect for each other. I always make sure that check-ins are sent on a Friday. They're due on Saturday at 1 p.m. And then on Monday, I sit down and go through, right now, 45 check-ins, 45 programs, 45 meal plans to make sure each person is there. And once I see that application come in or once I see that form submission sent in on a Sunday at 2 p.m. or the Monday at 9 p.m. when I'm doing check-ins and fixing every singles program at a 2 p.m. on a Monday, seven hours late or three three days late when I add, You just know that this person hasn't quite got their things prioritized. And not to say, like I said, not to be like a rude person, but you can always submit the form early. You can always communicate and reach out. So this person here is now making it hard for themselves to become this new person they need to be. And that's where the hard discussions come in. So rule number one is they definitely don't take on board the changes that they need to become for where they are. So have a think about where you are right now. Or maybe you know a friend, like, I just want to get fit, I want to get healthy, and you mention to them, hey, look, it's not about the fact that I have more time than you, it's the fact that I'm willing to give up time to become the person I want to be. So I actually watch less TV so that I can train. I actually disassociate myself with people who are negative so I can remain positive. I make sure that my house is going to prime me for the environment I want to be in, as I point around my Studio room, this place is my inspiration to make me do work, be creative as well. So when you mention to them, hey look, when it comes to you and your health and fitness, where's your gym bag? Oh, I don't believe in gym bags, because I don't have one. Well, can we get one? If you don't have a gym bag, first of all, anyone listening to me, you, need, you don't have, you're prioritized in terms of organization. So your clothes, your shoes, your drink bottle, your towel, your tag is always in there. If you don't have a gym bag, you're already not being able to get to the gym because you've caused another obstacle for yourself. So that's one of the things, definitely. Number two is making sure that they don't actually do their work. So number two, a trait for all my worst clients I've ever trained over the last 12 years, they don't do the work. And it's not super hard when you think about it. They get so frustrated that their weights aren't going down on the scales, but you mention to them and you educate them, hey look, you need to make sure you focus on the process, not on the result. If you have a poor process, you're gonna get really crap results. There's no doubt about it, think about it. You can't make sure that you always get a paycheck and a result when you're not performing at work. So if you're not doing your workouts, you're not doing your meal prep, you're not doing your morning mindsets, you're definitely not gonna get the result that you need. Now have a think about that. What about the person who's always doing quick diets? They're definitely not doing these three things. They're not doing their workouts, they're not doing their meal plans, they're not doing their mindset because they're all organized on short-term results, but they get the result and they get rewarded for it. That's what people want. That's what the worst clients that I have always keep chasing, quick results. When really, you need know, to think about the process in the long-term, what are you doing right now for the long-term that you can actually be proud of? And I'm actually going really unscripted on this because it really gets me angry about this because people don't realize how much of a self limitation they have. So not being able to do the work, but complain about the results. I'm sorry, but you can't have it. You need to make your bed and sleep in it, have your cake and eat it. You need to be able to put the process in and put the work in to get the results. And I don't want to be coming across as a hard ass, but that's the truth. Unfortunately, a lot of people are scared of doing work. And I was talking about this earlier today when it comes to 100%. 100% is not a bad thing to put work into. But your perception of what 100% is, is absolutely skewed. So when I was 20 years old, my 100% was training four days a week. I could track every food and macro because all I had to do was go to uni, go to work and train. I had no responsibilities at all. Didn't have rent to pay. I was living at home. I was very fortunate. I just had uni to work onto and my work and my job. So now that my life has changed, my 100% has completely changed too. I now am married, I have a house to make sure, I've got a career to drive through, got this business, I've got my clients. So for me right now, my 100% is completely different. I need to look into making sure that my 100% is probably gonna be more closer to 45 minutes, four days a week, as opposed to when I was younger, it was two hours, because I could afford the time, four or five days per week. So your 100% is not a bad thing, you just need to make sure where you look into it. And I was telling this to one of my good clients, when I said, not saying I have favorites, but one of my clients who was open to change, I told her, hey look, you're home to travel, to work with friends, to whatever it might be for a short weekend. And she was feeling a little bit guilty about the fact that she was eating party food. I said, your 100% are gonna change right now compared to the 100% when you're back home in your own environment. I said to her, Your 100% might be just getting your steps into 10,000 to 11,000 steps so it changes. And your 100% might be just hitting your protein for the day. And your 100% might be getting 30 minutes for the two days of the week that you're here before you head back home. And then your 100% when you get back home will be back to the 45 minutes times four per week. Your 100% might be 9,000 steps because you have less time because you've gone back to work. But your nutrition might be much better because you have your kitchen back. And when she shared that, that was such a great way to think about it. I was so appreciative for the fact that I went through all this hardship, so to speak, with difficult clients to work with someone who's open. So for yourselves out there, if you find yourself finding things really difficult, make sure you're open to change because it's only going to get more difficult unless you are open to it. Because unless something changes, nothing else is going to change in your results. And the third one, for sure, is definitely keeping inconsistent. Consistency is key across all boards. So you can't be the person who's gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna do it for this day, then I don't feel like doing it on this day. It doesn't make sense. Why would you train for two days per week and then not train next week, and then do absolutely nothing, and then forget about your meal plan, and then not do your morning mindsets? You are making things more difficult for yourself. Consistency is gonna be the key across the board, no matter what you do. If you're consistently always complaining, you need to find that you need to do consistent work on your mindset. If you're consistently always thinking that you don't need to meal prep, but then you're consistently always going out to eat, there's always some sort of disconnection of what you want to do versus what you need to do. So if you're always feeling bad about eating food because it actually makes you feel upset, not the guilty way, I know for myself, and I had this perception this morning, we went out for breakfast for um, our little date day, Nancy and I, and we're contemplating if we wanted to order a certain dish, it was a ribbon sandwich. And I told her, I don't really want to eat it because I can foresee myself in the next 30 minutes feeling a little bit sluggish, upset stomach, and I know how it makes me feel. So we were talking about that. And we go, let's get something a little bit lighter. Let's make sure we get some lean protein. Let's go for a walk and have some fun. But we knew if we were going to eat that, it's going to lead to something else. Because if we're going to eat that sandwich, we're probably not going to feel as more energized to go for a walk, sluggish throughout the day, have a nap in the middle of the day. That's how we start to think. So what are you going to do about that? Making sure that you're consistent across the board with your food decisions too. So this looks like making sure you train your two days per week, or three days per week. This makes sure like you're drinking your water and hitting your steps every single time. This makes sure that you're doing your check-ins every single week. Consistency is the key here. Now, without those three things, you're going to find yourself becoming one of very difficult client. And unfortunately, I've had to have this talk with a lot of people where they keep stopping and really pausing their momentum. Think about pushing a car, and they're going to jam the handbrakes and leave it there, and they're going to try and Take off the handbrakes and push it again. It takes more energy for you to keep restarting that momentum, as opposed to just continuing on. So those are the three traits that I found. And honestly, don't be a merry at the end of the day, where people aren't able to become coachable clients. If you are finding yourself in those three and you want to become coachable, you no know, no chance at all will you make progress unless you address those three things. You need to be open to change, you need to be consistent, and I can't remember the second one because I ranted through the whole thing, but I hope this podcast was actually super useful for you. I just needed to get that off my chest because I know for a fact if those three things are addressed, you're going to make the best progress no matter what you do in life. It could be this health and fitness journey, it could be in business, it could be in your career, it could be in relationships, those three things need to make sure you are addressing Now, if you really enjoyed this podcast, please make sure you follow me on podcasts or Apple podcasts. The button is now follow, which is why I'm saying that. Leave me a five-star review. If you are listening to this on the video or watching this on video, please make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. That means the world to me. Give me a thumbs up, comment, share it, drop some fire emojis, just so I know that you're listening to this because I want to make sure this gets into the ears of the right people But also, if you're listening to this and you're not this worst client, then you're on the right track. Thank you for listening to this. Take care, everyone, and keep building momentum. P.S. If you want to donate to this cause, links will be in the description box for both YouTube and also podcasts.